right back. Um, and what about the offensive play calling tonight? Yeah. I mean, really, no. it, they just did a, a heck of a job with that offensive game plan. You know, a lot of good – a lot of – they set Romney up really well to make some good throws. He made great throws. I love the trickery that they added to the game tonight. Uh, man, uh, if it wasn't so late, I'd really be dancing right now. <laughs> but uh, I do feel wonderful. Well, here's the thing. We saw that reverse flea flicker. We saw the – it looked like almost like a fumble ruski type of play, a pop pass for a touchdown. We're talking – this is the type of stuff Boise State has done traditionally that yeah. BYU surprised Boise State with. I thought it was inventive play calling. I thought that they really dug deep into their bag of tricks here, and it came up sixes for the Cougars. And that's a big-time victory. It changes, I think, the momentum of the season for BYU because you have notched your second top 25 upset this year because USC was nationally ranked when they came into Provo and got beat at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. <coughs> I don't think it can be overstated how important this win was for this Cougar football Oh, it, 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 it's huge. I mean, it's a, it, against a top-notch team. Right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, it's not. I, I, people can say what they want to. Boise State is a top-notch team, um, and they came out and got shocked tonight. They yeah. really did. They did not expect to see BYU play so physical, mm-hmm. and they did not expect to see BYU just, just really dominate them from start to finish. Yeah, absolutely, and Truly, truly gutty effort. That play call on fourth and fourth and inches there on your own thirty yard line. I think is what the what the where they were at. That is a gutsy play call from Kalani Satake. But I think that says a lot about him and his team that they were like, you know what, we can pick up six inches here. Let's go get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and they have the play call. I mean, being able to go to someone like Austin Kofinsis yeah. as well, I mean, that that's that's big. The kid has ran, you know, I don't know, he probably ran for a billion yards in high school. Two years ago he ran, he averaged 5.4 yards a carry as a Wildcat guy. Um, that just shows the belief that Kalani has in him to put him in with the game on the line, take the mm-hmm. snap. And people don't even understand what that is. He's coming in, taking a snap cold from the whole game. Like, <laughs> it's true. Uh, getting yeah. under the center. They brought him out early in the game on that uh, it was a, what, a first and goal from like the six? Yes. That's the only other time he's been in the game. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he's played some special teams, but still taking snaps, that just, I mean, I, I can't say enough about uh, about how excited I am about this game. What a great win. Yeah, absolutely massive win. Let's get out to the phone lines. We got Jack up first, wants to weigh in on this game. Jack, how are you, sir? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. You got us? Yeah, I'm just, I'm so proud of <clears throat> Romney. Man, that kid has heart. He's a he- one hell of a football player. Um, I-, I hope they make him our starter for the rest of the season. Go Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> Go Mitt Romney. Well, hey, I got to say, Jack, thanks for the phone call, but Baylor Romney, he didn't play outside of himself tonight. And the coaching staff put him in a good position. But to finish the game 15 of 26 for 221 yards and have two touchdowns against zero interceptions, Will, I think Jack's got a point there. This kid showed some moxie. He really did. I mean, he he, he was – he was everything that you would want your third string quarterback to be when you're coming in with the game on the line. Yeah. And and the truth is we this is really unbelievable. BYU is so deep at quarterback mm-hmm. right now. They have three great quarterbacks, Baylor being a young one, but they're all really young. Yeah. And uh, maybe some quarterback controversy that's going to be something for for the media to be able to to have fun with because he played very well tonight. He beat a top 15 team. Mm-hmm. Um, now we'll see what they do moving forward. Yeah, it, it, the the nice part is you had a kid come in that you weren't counting on this season to play much if at all in the perfect world. You hope that Zach Wilson was going to stay healthy all year long. And if the 
worst case scenario, I think in most people's minds, okay, Jaron Hall maybe fills in here and there. Yeah. Well, guess what? You've dug down to your third string quarterback, and he came in, and like you said, Will, it makes it look like BYU's quarterback depth. They look very, very deep right now, and that's that's a positive. Yeah, they do, and and that's really positive. And and now you have some time to actually really continue if you're going to stay with Baylor Romney, um, you know, to continue. Uh, Developing yes. over this week because uh-huh. they have another bye. Yeah. Um, so he's got two weeks. They have two weeks to get ready for a Utah State team. That's a very, very good te- for Utah State team. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of things to look at. But I, I think the, I think Baylor did his job. And it, one of the things about great teams is you have to understand your roles at the time. Correct. And I think Baylor is mature enough to understand his role was to go in tonight and put on a good show, yeah. protect the team, give us the best chance to win. He did that tonight. I do think they'll go back to Jaron Hall. I think that that's what they'll do. Move Moving forward, um, but it's it's a really nice safety net to know that you have Baylor Romney in, in that um, in that stable as well. All right, BYU fans, call in eight five five three four zero zone eight five five three four zero nine six six three. Would love to hear from you guys on your way out of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Let us know your thoughts on this one. BYU beats Boise State twenty eight to twenty five. Absolutely massive win for Kalani Satake and his coaching staff, especially his team in particular. And Will, I think most people coming out of the game last week against USF. They, BYU falls to 2-4, and four, and I think a lot of people were looking at Boise State, number 14 team in the country coming in here. You're looking, in theory, at maybe 2-6 and six with the next two games coming out of last week with Boise State on deck and also a rivalry game at USU. I don't think that the importance of this win and how it will affect the Cougars going forward can be overstated. Oh, I just can't. First off, confidence, right? Correct, you, yeah. You, you first off, confidence. You just knocked off the best team in the Mountain West Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're going to play probably the second best team or arguably best team in the Mountain West Conference, and that gives you confidence to know, you know what, we can handle our business. Um, secondly, uh, another thing that's such a big confidence booster is the co- is whatever they've done in the coaching. Yes. They're, I mean, whatever changes Kalani's made. Obviously, I saw a lot more pressures dialed up. I did see some four-man fronts. I still saw some three-man fronts, but with pressure coming Correct. so really it didn't matter I mean they wanted to show the show that show that they're still playing a three-man front but showing a lot more blitzes and more slants mm-hmm. uh, I saw a lot of slants and, and blitzes off the backside so I was impressed with everything they did and 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 like and Boise fought back like they like a championship team does a yeah. well coach team does that it has been used to winning and it was just a little bit too late too little too late obviously it hurt them losing their back their starting back that was an issue yeah Robert um, Mahone going down Mahone, definitely that, hurt that, them, that yeah. definitely hurt them but that's football, and that's yes. what happens in physical football games. Well, and George Helani came in and filled in admirably. He, he 20 carries, 97 yards, an average of 4.9 yards per carry. You can't ask for much more yeah. from a true freshman like himself. Yeah, he looked really good, and he was he was, he was really getting uh, getting downhill quickly, and yeah. uh, I, I liked his skill set. Well, here's the thing. You, you mentioned the fact that Boise State, this is a championship-caliber program, and okay, championship-caliber can be used in so many different facets, but this is the best team in the Mountain West Conference. I think it's very clear. But they were ranked number 14 in the country coming in here. BYU went toe-to-toe with these guys. And guess what? Like you said, Boise State a little too too little too late for them. But BYU built up a lead. And credit to them, they held on to win here. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. All that matters. Yeah. Take it. You'll take it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So you, just, you, you look at it in this game, BYU... In terms of overall yardages, for a long time, BYU led in the total yards. Boise State came up, uh, finished with 359 total yards to BYU's 342. The biggest thing, though, 
Chase Cord, 18 of 31 for 185 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. As compared to Baylor Romney, 15 of 26, 221 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Those turnovers we talked about in the pregame, Will, you win the turnover margin more often than not, you're going to win football games. Plain and simple. Without a doubt. Yeah, so huge, huge win for the Cougars. We're going to be reacting to it. Uh, We'll have... uh, Calls coming in, 855-340-9663 if you want to weigh in on your way home from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And one thing to note about that, Will, the crowd looked like it filled in pretty well tonight. All yeah, it did. They, they, I mean, yeah, all things considered. Yeah, like the, I thought the, picture, the, the crowd shots that I saw from the ESPN broadcast made it look like there was a pretty good crowd on hand for BYU. A lot of support. You could hear the crowd throughout the night reacting to calls. It was in pretty... Pretty big roars up and down. So I give credit to BYU fans dealing with the elements out there. It was a cold, windy, wet game. But BYU fans, they got rewarded. The BYU fans that showed up got rewarded for showing up to that game. Yeah, they did. I mean, and they hung around. I mean, they they, 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 the product on the field was, was what they needed to see. Great entertainment, great football game. Yeah, so let's take a break here. We'll come back on the other side. Uh, Please weigh in. You can give us a call, 855-340-9663, 855-340-ZONE. Love to hear from you guys. We'll be here as long as you need us. You want to weigh in on the game, we'll have it all for you, Will and myself, on the Cougar Post Game Show. We are broadcasting live tonight, actually, from trydaytrading.com. They have a studio here at their offices in Lehigh, and Will – a lot of jazz gear in here. A lot it? of jazz gear, man. I'm, 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 man, I'm just, I just can't stop thinking about trying to get down to a jazz game as soon as possible. Yeah, well, of course, a the lot of commitment here. season starts on Wednesday. Of course, they do the jazz fan show. Uh, Brian Van Dorn and Kelby Jones, they do a great job. They're gracious, gracious enough to let us come and broadcast the Cougar Post Game Show here from their studios. So we'll have more coming up next. This is the Cougar Post Game Show. Call in, BYU fans, 855-340-9663. Want to get your guys' takes on this big win for the BYU football program. Cougars upset number 14, Boise State, 28-25. to We'll get to more of it, more of your reaction, more of our takes on this game coming up next right here on 97.5 FM and the Zone Sports Network. Here's Katoa to Hefo, Flea Ficker, Romney, another man wide open, and it's another touchdown for Matt Bushman. Another great play call by Jeff Grimes. Catches Boise State off guard. A 40-yard play, and it's 28-10. to 10. Welcome back to the Cougar Post Game Show. I'm Jay Catch alongside Will Snowden. We are live here at TryDayTrading.com. That play you just heard right there. Big time touchdown pass there. Some razzle-dazzle on that play too, Will. You hand off, you go reverse, you toss it back to the quarterback for the flea flicker, and he finds Matt Bushman down the sideline for the score. It was the second trick play touchdown BYU had in as many drives. Those two plays I don't think can be overlooked in, in, in this victory. No way. I mean, huge. I mean, a lot of guts. A lot of guts <laughs> yeah. is what I thought. I mean, really. And really, BYU came out, and they, they just kind of let their hair down tonight. That They just seemed more punk rock to me tonight. I, punk actually, rock, okay. I, I really enjoyed <laughs> the way they played. I, 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 they they played like they didn't have a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and, and that's how you got to come out and play. And, and hopefully they continue that throughout the season. Yeah, and that's, I, that's the thing. I think – 
if you're Kalani Sitake and the staff, you've got to go to your players after this game tonight and say, guys, this feeling, what you guys had playing the game tonight, the way you guys played, that's what we need to come with each week. That's that. This is the mentality we need to have going into games. There's BYU is not at a point in their program under Kalani Satake where they can overlook any opponent. In at least in my in my opinion, do you no, they, do you agree? They can't. Yeah, they have to be ready to play every single per, every single team for sixty minutes. Everything mm-hmm. you've got, and that's what I mean. That's what you did. I mean, yeah. Because because still, Boise State made a run back to get back in the game. They were, and you knew that they were going to. Yes, and, and the. It, it, and uh, it worked out well. It, yeah. Let's just say it. Well, you you can't hope to hold down a team like Boise State all night long. No. There's, there's no, there's no way. This is too good of a team to be held down. But credit to BYU. They built up a big enough lead that, guess what? At the end of the day, they held on and got the victory. Really did. Really did. And, and the elements didn't affect them tonight at all. I mean, that's the, the, cold that's weather, the crazy thing. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Because there was snow at one point in this game. Exactly. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, wow, they both threw the ball around effectively. They ran the ball effectively. There wasn't too many like fumbles or slipping on the on the turf. Yeah. Um, so I expected to see a little bit more of an ugly game. And, and the fact is, they just played well. I thought, every, I, I, you know, you look at some of the things I think Diane moving to safety was huge. I think the corners all played really well. Uh, Shimon Willis got beat on this touchdown late, but it's perfect coverage. He was Don- in the position. Oh, yeah, perfect yeah. position. And those things happen to DBs. Uh-huh. Um, but I, he had some nice pass breakups. I thought that um, I, I, I was really impressed with how they played tonight all across the field. And the D-line played much better. The backers were downhill. Um, you could see that they were committed to slowing down the run, and they did that. This is the first game. I don't know what the numbers are, but uh, how many yards did they rush for? 150 for BYU, no, uh, oh, Boise, Boise 174. 174, so kept him under 200 yards. Yeah, um, still, I know Kalani would like it a little bit lower, but still, that's a big jump from where we've been. And well, let's put it this way you and I talked pregame, you wanted to see around four yards per carry, you thought it was a good number 4.4 yards. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what you have to be under, under five, five yards. Yeah, and that. We saw a trend in the right direction for BYU in this game, I think, defensively overall. So that's that's the good news for it. 855-340-9663. 855-340-ZONE if you want to weigh in with your thoughts after this victory for BYU here on the Cougar Postgame Show. Uh, myself and Will Snowden, we're happy to take your calls. Let's get out to Brady. He wants to talk about Kalani Satake. Brady, how are you this evening? What's up, guys? Hey, Will. I just talked to you at JCW's tonight. Hey, Brady, I thought we bud? played a heck. Of, I thought we played a heck of a game tonight. Uh, you got your wish with uh, Donku uh, at safety that you've been saying for the last four weeks. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> I thought I thought we played too conservative. This about until the third quarter and the end of the fourth quarter, I thought we could put some more points on them. And yeah. uh, I I think Kalani had a heck of a game plan tonight, and I think that. They better be thinking of re-signing them. I don't care what any BYU fans are saying out there. He got lucky or whatever. He's our guy. He's a great, great coach. And especially A-Rod called a heck of a game tonight. Yeah. I'll let you guys talk, and you guys have a good night. Hey, you too, brother. Thanks for the call, Brady. Okay, Will, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Do you think there were new play callers tonight? 
Well, I think I think there was a, uh, I think it was a group effort of how they were going to play the call the plays. Um, but yes, I do think there was some changing in the play calling. I think that A. Rob was majorly involved with the play calling. I think Fessy was majorly involved with the play calling tonight, mm-hmm. and I think that Grimes was majorly involved with the play calling as well. At the end of the day, if Grimes is realizing that, know what? Um, I'm going to have these guys help me more with the with the game plan and the passing coordination of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, more power to them. What what BYU fans want to see is they want to see real leadership put us in positions to win ball games Correct. and i don't care who it is calling the plays just work together to put together a great game plan and that's what they did so i was really impressed with that brady i do agree with you but i didn't want them to be any more <laughs> sometimes we get a little bit ahead of ourselves they still have to call a smart game and yeah. you don't want to just be overly aggressive and take shots that end up being a tip ball and someone catches it and runs it in and yeah. it's a pick six and, it, and even though it was a good play call and then all of a sudden it's a tip ball and and before you know it you're the game's tied up or you're losing for no reason so i do i don't agree with you there brady but i i do like your passion and your love for uh for byu and for kalani you know that kalani and i are are uh very very close friends Mm -hmm. um we have over 20 24 year relationship i believe in him 100 percent um but i'm not just going to ever just be a homer i'll call out things that i don't like um if i see the program not doing things i don't like but there is no question that kalani is the man it is the 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 guy for the job um but that's not our decision to make and we'll see what they do moving forward yeah and that see that's that right there i think is a good point as much as BYU fans, us in the media, we can crow all we want about what we think of Kalani Sitake and his contract status. At the end of the day, it's up to Tom Homo and the rest of the BYU administration on how they see it because they're the ones who have the ultimate say at the end of the day. I, I'm with you. I think that Kalani Sitake is doing good things with this program. <laughs> have there been disappointing losses? No doubt. But a win like tonight, I think, shows that this team has heart. They want to play for a guy like Kalani Satake. You talked about it in the pregame. These guys this week, Chaz Ayu, Bracken Bakri, they spoke about how much they love Kalani and his coaching style and his coaching staff. Well, we wanted to see them go out there and prove that with their play. I think they've showed that tonight. Without a doubt. And I think that Kalani, you, you can't give I mean, Kalani enough, enough credit for tonight. That was a Kalani Satake level defensive effort. Yeah. The way they all played, there was a lot of passion and fire in what they did. He had them ready to play, and I'll be honest with you, I I thought with what we were up against, it was going to be a long night for BYU, and I was 100% wrong. That doesn't change that my my commitment and my faith and my belief in BYU. Even in my pick, I said, you know, I I think it's going to be really tough, and I'm hoping I'm 100% wrong. I was 100% wrong because the difference tonight was Kalani Sataki is the, the the Kalani effect, yeah. the Kalani factor. Mm-hmm. If people can't look at this and say, okay, the defense looks a little bit different. Look at how these blitzes are coming. Look at all these slants. Look at these stunts. Look at the four-man front. Look at the man coverage. That is who Kalani Sataki truly is as a mm-hmm. D coordinator. Offensively, he wants to be aggressive. He's an aggressive coach. And tonight I saw aggress- they were aggressive from the jump. They never panicked. The kids believed, and that's why they got a win tonight. And that all goes from their fearless leader leading them the right way. Yeah, we saw a safety blitz get a sack tonight. There we go. I don't know if we've seen a safety blitz all year long. Uh, Without a doubt. But when you have someone like Diane playing safety, you better bring him and get him involved with the tackling game. And he was, he was, I mean, he was lights out tonight. He played really well. Yeah. We'll see if ultimately long-term that's where Diane's going to finish the season at that position. I would assume so because the way he played tonight, you're right. They brought eight men into that box. 
by and large, they bottled Boise State's rushing attack up. They piled up 174 yards, but at the end of the day, you still won the game. And Without a doubt. I it, mean, and, and the W is all that matters. Yes. There's always things that the coach will now go and start watching the film tonight, right? Correct, now yeah. they're, they're celebrating. Kalani's oh, yeah. probably doing But they've some, already got it on their iPad. But it's, they're ready yeah. to go. Yes. And, and they'll go right over to the football office. They'll uh-huh. be in there watching film into the, into the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, so – this is just really uh, time to celebrate for the Cougars. What a great time to catch another bye before you get ready for Utah State. Um, coming off of uh, some positives, and then they can solve a lot of issues, and the coaches can get back to, to the drawing board. I do want Kalani to keep his uh, keep his uh, his foot on the pedal. Yes, um, it has to. They, we have not done anything, and that's that's what he's going to preach to his team. Mm-hmm. Great win tonight, but we have done nothing. We still have five more games that are necessary games, and to be honest, those are they they could roll off the next several games and finish with four losses this season. They really do have that ability. Is it going to be a challenge? It's going to be a challenge. Um, But, you know, that's what football is about. And Kalani said it really in all of his interviews this week. What what impressed me most about what Kalani said is Kalani said nothing came easy to me in my life. Kalani Kalani didn't grow up privileged. I've I've been in tough spots my entire life. He's been a tough his whole life. And uh, so he's not going to get out here and panic. He's going to do what he does, which is fight with his wall, with his uh, back up, back up against the wall. It should be inspiring to the whole Cougar Nation. But I'm sure there'll be people out there that say he needs to go, and we need to find someone else to do the job, and that's fine. But uh, tonight, I'm going to celebrate this victory with my brother. Well, I think that all BYU fans should celebrate wins. Kalani has said that in the past. And I know that it has irked BYU fans when they see Kalani and his players dancing in the locker room after games, after big wins, etc. I'm guaranteeing they're dancing again tonight. They should be dancing. They should be dancing. (laughs) Celebrate the win. Yeah. But what I always say, I've coached a lot of different levels. Winning championships, winning football games is hard at every level. Yes. And anyone who acts like it isn't has never really played a sport. And and I'm (laughs) not trying to be rude no when there's people out there oh you you should not wait have you ever played a sport winning is not easy no it's very hard and uh winning at this level is even more is even higher harder but it's hard to win in high school it's hard to win in junior high Mm -hmm. it's hard to win in peewee football yeah and the reality is they got they got a big win tonight. They've got a lot of things to go look at and decide on how they can get even better. But this is a big time win. This is the biggest win of the season for me because of the time of this coming. Yeah. They needed this win desperately. Yeah. 855-340-9663 is the phone number to call if you want to weigh in here on the Cougar post-game show with Will Snowden and myself, Jay Catch. Love to get you guys' takes. Your BYU fans, you're out there driving home. You're stuck in traffic. Call in. Share, share your takes. We've already had a couple of calls from Jack and Brady tonight celebrating the win. A massive, massive victory for BYU. Really kind of turns the, um, the momentum of this season around for them, in, in my mind, just looking at it, because they'd had two disappointing losses on the road at Toledo and at USF you come home against the number 14 ranked team in the country and nobody and I mean nobody believed BYU could win this game well you and I included in the pregame you and I both picked Boise State to win I think you said 20 to 10 was your call on it I had picked uh, I picked B- I picked Boise State 28 to 24 well I got close on the final score <laughs> just reverse order of the winning team yeah and 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 you know it, everything would tell you that BYU is going to lose this game. Coming off a two-game skid, yeah, playing the 14th-ranked team in the country, um, a lot of the injuries, all of those things. But once again, I, 
<laughs> like I said earlier, I hope I'm wrong. I'm hoping that these guys can come out and just play beside themselves. And the, to be honest, that's what's happened tonight. They really did. I mean, if anyone was writing a story mm-hmm. and you were just reading the story about a game that was going to be played and you looked at the situation, yeah. you'd say, oh, well, the team from Idaho should probably win that game tonight. And they, On paper, they, absolutely. On paper, they yeah. probably should have. And the reality is that, you know, it's like Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> and that, <laughs> and what good happened point. tonight is uh, you had a plan until you got punched in the face. And, and, and that's one thing that we have to always remember that we have to remember when we're when we're just fanning yes the coaches put together plans mm-hmm. yeah but uh if they if if their kids get smacked in the face and punched in the face really hard and they decide they don't like that and they don't want to play anymore usually you'll lose and that's what happened to boise state they didn't they didn't wake up until too late but byu punched them right in the face well yeah i think that's a credit to the byu football program they came out and they they took this game by the throat from the get-go they were not going to sit back and allow boise state to take control of this game and the funny thing was that very first drive will you look back at uh, Baylor Romney very first play of the game he turns the wrong way the running back goes to the wrong side of him a busted play to start off this game and I can guarantee more than a few BYU fans like well great this is how our night's gonna go well guess what at the end of the night you end up winning this game it's a credit to the coaching staff at BYU the players who went out and played this game it can't be overstated that that they really looked. I think what you said in the pregame, they looked inside themselves, and I think they really decided who they wanted to be in this game. <coughs> Without, I mean, I, I just can't say enough about it. And, and I'm just texting with a friend here, actually, yeah. um, that just sent me a, a chance, uh, uh, a text message, Mindy. Yeah. Uh, 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 Harris Lachance's mom. Okay, and she just said she, she couldn't believe how different the energy was on the sideline. Oh. And I tweeted that out early. Yeah. I mean, the energy from the coaching staff, mm-hmm. from the players, they were completely locked in, yeah. checked in from the beginning, was screaming, keeping the. I mean, they they were all in tonight. Yeah, and that's what it takes to win consistently. All of the guys who are suited up, 100 or 90, however many you suited up tonight, were committed to getting a win for their coach, and their coach had demanded it. Obviously, what he said worked, and I'm hearing it from friends of mine where, where, who, who have kids on the team who are saying, man, I cannot believe how effective these guys were and how their energy was on, uh, on, the, uh, on the sideline. And that makes a difference. It does, absolutely. A huge difference. Yeah, because winning and – just energy it, it's 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 infectious it passes along to other guys so when you see your teammates are up and engaged and ready to go guess what even if maybe you weren't engaged from the get-go it forces you to focus in a little bit harder without a doubt and we saw that tonight from byu they got better as the night progressed there i have my quibbles with how they called defensively in the fourth quarter a lot of three-man three-man rush drop eight i would like to see a little more pressure in that scenario there's lots of stuff like you said to go back and look at the film and learn from in this game but as every coach up and down the united states will tell you it's much easier to learn from a game you win than a game you lose yeah, well, yeah. I don't know if it's much easier. I think it's much funner. Much funner. Okay, good point. That works. <laughs> Let, too. Let's say funner yeah. because I mean, watching games and you lose, you can't. You do learn, you, but you learn both ways. But when you're watching yourself lose and seeing all the things you could have done different, it just burns you even worse. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's go out to let's go out to the phone lines again. Eight five five three four zero nine six six three. Papa P's on the line. Papa P, how are you? 
let's see. I am warm now. I am That's dry. Uh, I'm ex- I'm exhausted. I will tell you, uh, I bumped into Will and the crew uh, Wednesday afternoon, and I I just didn't know what BYU's identity was. I saw I foresaw a potential future where the Cougars would finish two and ten. I mean, we wow. literally, well, okay, realistically, four and eight, because they should beat Liberty, they should beat Idaho State, but it's like, yeah, they should have beaten Polito, and they should have beaten USF. So I think a big part of what we saw tonight, maybe, maybe, is an identity for the BYU crew of 2019. I mean, to have the cojones, to call two gadget plays on back-to-back drives, both going to Bushman, four TDs, oh, my heavens. We were beside ourselves in the stands. It was amazing to see defenders stretched out, airborne, to intercept or knock down passes. That's the type of thing that you have to do. BYU is actually not a great team. But let's not forget, besides the Washington game, where they were never going to beat Washington, and Utah, as much as all the Cougar fans, me included, wanted them to beat Utah, they're not in their league yet. But they're in everybody else's league. And understand that every game that they've been in besides Utah and Washington has been a one-score game. A one-score game. So props to Cougar Nation, props to Kalani. It was a different team tonight. You could feel it in the stands. You could see it on the field. And props to Romney. My heavens. What a game of quarterback. You're absolutely correct. That first play was, uh, I thought, oh, my crap. Here's an abortion. I'm going to throw up in my mouth. But he played really, really well. Good poise. I agree also, though. Let's stop doing three in the box and dropping eight all the time. It's like from a quarterback. But at the end of the day, a good victory, knocking off an undefeated Boise State. Go Cougars. And thank you, 1280, again, as always, for post-game, the best post-game for BYU football ever. Thank you. <laughs> well, Papa, Papa P, P's a legend. You are the man. Papa P's been a longtime listener. He, and he, he's a legend. He's a legend, absolutely. Thanks for calling in, Papa P. 855-340-9663 if you want to weigh in. Some good points there from Papa P, though. He felt like tonight may have kind of helped identify a little bit for BYU as a program. Hey, this is our identity. And guess what? We have seen BYU of eras past will be high-flying scoring offenses where they go up and down the field and people just can't keep up with them offensively. I don't think that's what this BYU program is at this point and at this juncture of Kalani Satake's tenureship. But the biggest thing is winning games cures a lot of ills. Really quickly. Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah really it does. Quickly. And, and, and I, you know, I hear Papa P, I can hear him being a little concerned, but that's what I, I saw tonight, too, is, is is the identity. Yeah. You know, guys making a decision on who they want to be. Mm-hmm. I hope that they actually take a good look at who they want to be, remember how they feel right now, and actually make the decision that this is who we are. Yeah. Continue moving forward. Continue fighting. The road still is tough. You still got a tough Utah State team on the road up there, um, but they've got to feel real confident about their chances. Okay, you want to know how uh, big this win is for BYU? We have Utah players, former Utah Utes, diehard, dyed-in-the-wool Utah Ute fans, Isaac Asiata, a guy, local kid who went to Utah, 
Not a big proponent of BYU football by any means. This is his tweet after this game. BYU double exclamation points. BYU double exclamation points. Let's go, baby. Yeah. yeah Utah Utes fans rooting for BYU tonight. <laughs> I, I, Boise. Not fans. Don't call him a fan. I mean, uh, ex-player. Ex-player. Yes, BYU yeah. At Utah. So yeah. he bleeds it really yes, hard. bleeds but, red. But, but the respect that he has for Kalani Sataki and mm-hmm. his staff is is obviously that, – that's a, I saw that tweet. Yeah. It was really – tugged at my heart. Yeah. <laughs> It took a lot of people's heart. But BYU gets the win, 28-25. to They've improved to 3-4 and four on the season. And all of a sudden, 3-4 and four has never felt so good, I don't think, Will. I think a lot of programs, if it was 3-4, and four, you'd be like, okay, well, maybe. This is a program that has now notched two top 25 upsets in the same season at home. BYU fans, this schedule this year, well, as we talked about in the uh, – okay, let me go back a little bit. DJ and PK talked this week a lot about the fact, you know what, that first four games, BYU all summer long was hearing all the talk of, well, they're going to be 0-4 coming out of those four games. They came out of it 2-2. Two and two. They dropped back-to-back disappointing losses at Toledo and at USF. Now you bounce back here with a win over a top 15 program. Yeah, they may be a little bit bipolar, and they may be a little bit up and down when speaking of the BYU football program, but that's two, two – Two massive wins in particular, as well as a solid win over a Tennessee team as well, an SEC program. And all three of those wins are pretty impressive notches for Kalani Satake on his belt. Man. I mean, they're big time wins. All yeah. the wins he has this year are, are, are just big time wins. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, it, it just, the, I, I, we just have to realize how grueling a season is, especially when you open with, like you said, with so much pressure on you week in and week out. Yeah. With opening up against Utah. Then you have SC and, and, and Tennessee and, and Washington. I mean, that's just a, a lot of energy put into those four games. Then, then you have some. Then you get beat by Toledo. You get beat by, you get beat by South Florida. You're mm-hmm. and you're beat up going into your sixth, seventh game. You're like literally beat up. I mean, this is such a big win for the program. I mean, I, I just like I said, I just can't be prouder of these guys. Yeah, and that it, it's the type of win that it goes against all all of our thoughts going into this game that you got a third string quarterback you're working with a second third and fourth string running backs and speaking of BYU you've got an offensive line who's missing four of your rotation guys everything said going into this game that BYU was not in the same class as Boise State but all the same they come out with a 28 to 25 victory and all of a sudden the Cougars are sitting at 3 and 4 and this should reinvigorate I think the season for the Cougars because they easily could have rolled over and let it spiral on yeah exciting all right, three five eight five five three four zero nine six six three nine six eight five five three four zero nine six six three. Weigh in with your thoughts, BYU fans. I know a lot of you are in traffic outside of Lavelle Edwards Stadium, up and down the University Parkway corridor there in Provo and Orm. Love to get your thoughts on the game. We'll take a time out here, hoping to have post game sound, post game reaction from Kalani Satake as well as some players. We'll get to that as well. We'll take a time out here, come back once again. Call in eight five five three four zero nine six six three. That's eight five five three four zero zone. Love to get your guys' thoughts on this win for BYU beating Boise State number 14 Boise State 28 to 25. We are broadcasting live this evening from the studios at trydaytrading.com in Lehigh. Can't thank Ryan Van Dorn and his staff for allowing us to come out here this evening. We'll have more next. This is the Cougar Post Game Show on the Zone Sports Network.
Cooking for a rivalry week game day crowd? Arm yourself with the best defense for hunger, a Traeger grill. Traegers can tackle everything from grilled sliders to smoked wings and even desserts thanks to their 6-in-1 versatility. Grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue everything to wood-fired perfection. Traeger grills make cooking for your game day crew as easy as using an oven, so that means you can actually watch the game and not your grill. Visit TraegerGrills.com forward slash pie to shop online or find a local dealer today. Open a new Mountain America Visa credit card with 0% interest and put the whole world in your hands. I got the whole world in my hands. I got the whole world safe in my hands. Imagine what you can do with 0% interest on all purchases from Mountain America. Apply today at macu.com slash zero. For details, call 1-800-748-4302. College basketball is on. Blocked by Kata. Kata sends it into the second row. And you can join your Utah State Aggies in Jamaica for the Jersey Mike's Jamaica Classic November 22nd through 24th in Montego Bay. Puts a shot up. Good. Sam Merrill hits the shot. Catch all the action of eight top NCAA teams while enjoying all Jamaica has to offer at the Hyatt Ziva Rose Hall Resort. Enjoy four days in paradise with all suite accommodations, including swim-up suites, sprawling pool with swim-up bar, seven restaurants, bottomless drinks at six bars and lounges, and 24-hour room service. Daily live entertainment, 24-hour fitness center, and a wide array of activities for adults and kids, including the Kids Club, plus tickets to all the tournament games. This is the perfect weekend to relax in paradise in Jamaica with the whole family and cheer on the Aggies. Log on to 1280thezone.com to enter to win or buy your package today at jamaicaclassic.com. Utah State has clinched at least a share of the Mountain West Conference title. Listen up, Jazz fans. This season, Chick-fil-A is offering free chicken to the entire state of Utah. For all Utah Jazz home games, when an opposing player misses two consecutive free throws in the fourth quarter, you win a free chicken entree. You must have the Chick-fil-A app and must claim the offer within 48 hours. Be there in person. Listen live on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Off the diamond, and he's acting! Or watch on TV on AT&T Sports Network. Be sure to download the Chick-fil-A app and cheer for your Jazz. Chick-fil-A. Eat more chicken. In the last year, more than 7,000 patients in Utah needed life-saving blood from ARUP Blood Services. It takes more than 40,000 donations to help out all those patients. The need for blood is at the highest level we've ever seen in our history, and your help is needed with a blood donation at one of our donor centers in Salt Lake County or by holding a blood drive. Our donors help save moms, dads, brothers, sisters, grandmas, grandpas, spouses, neighbors, friends, newborns, and more. Is today the day you will help us save lives? For more information and locations, check out utahblood.org. Romney to Katoa, and he's into the end zone touchdown. BYU able to finish a drive. And a long one at that. Welcome back to the Cougar Post Game Show. Will Snowden, Jay Catch with you here. BYU beats Boise State 28 25. If you're a BYU fan out there driving home, you'd like to weigh in. 855-340-ZONE. That's 855-340-9663. The number to call to weigh in with your takes. We'll get to some more phone calls here in a moment. Hoping to have post-game sound from Kalani Satake and players as well. Uh, 
this is just an exciting night for BYU fans because after what looked like a season that had lost the promise it had early on, Will, them being 2-2 two and two with the wins over Tennessee and USC, the luster had come off this season. Well, I think they put a little bit of luster back onto it with a win over number 14, Boise State. Nothing else to say about it. <laughs> it, it, it the, the team's reborn, and, and there's so many different things to look forward to right now. But the the big thing was getting that third win, putting themselves in a situation where they can feel confident about getting to a bowl game, yeah. which is always the goal. Mm-hmm. And then also you have the confidence moving into playing Utah State. Correct. Um, you know, you, you've got to feel like, okay, you know, we've figured some things out. We might have a good identity of who we want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids have to remember this feeling today, like, okay, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. We, we fight. We play physical. We play downhill. And so there was just so many good things that, that came out of tonight. But I, I do feel like uh, – um, BYU and the fans should be, you know, this should be something that they should really celebrate hard on tonight and uh, enjoy the rest of the week. And now you don't have to, you have to wait a, two weeks to see your team yeah. play again. But that two weeks is going to be a blessing for BYU, I think. I think the two weeks are going to go by faster because of a win this time. Because they already had the bye week, <laughs> yeah. obviously, coming off the loss against Toledo. It felt like a long two weeks before they played against USF. Yeah. Now you go into a bye week off of a win here. You got an in state rival coming up next week. This is a rivalry win in its own right tonight. Kalani been much maligned during his coaching career to this point about the fact that he was, I think, 1-9 against his stated rivals, speaking of Utah, Utah State, and Boise State. Well, you got one of them tonight, and it's over a top 15 program. Exactly. All right, let's get out to some phone calls here. Let's start off. JR wants to talk about the rushing attack and Sione Finau in particular. JR, how are you? Gentlemen, I am so good. Well, Jake, <laughs> uh, glad to see you tonight beforehand, and uh, glad to talk to you tonight. Uh, yeah, the pride of Kearns, Sione Finau showed me something tonight. That kid, uh, the run that he ripped off and uh, scored that uh, second touchdown of his, I mean, it was, you know, I was I was really pleased to see what he was doing. It was interesting. I didn't hear an entry report on Asupa or not, but uh, it was sure a pleasant surprise to see him ripping off four and five yards at a pop. Absolutely. I, I absolutely agree. Finau finishes the game 11 carries for 89 yards, an average of 8.1 yards per carry, but it was helped by the fact that that 46-yard touchdown run, as I tweeted out during the game, he may not have an easier touchdown run in his entire college career from this point because he was not touched at all. He split the safeties and was gone. And it showed a great burst. I mean, yeah. he showed he, he – I mean, I was really impressed with Finau tonight. I mean, that, that the kid's a star, um, and uh, it, it was great for BYU to be able to get a chance to see what we've got in that in that stable of running yes. backs. Um, obviously, Asupka did have a toe injury, um, so he was was it a toe then? Is that what it was? Toe, yeah. Okay. And uh, so they wanted to rest him as much as they could. So he was kind of an emergency back tonight. But uh, obviously, the two guys that we had playing got it done, and that that wasn't an issue. So. We're with you. Go Cougars. Yeah, absolutely. So BYU finishes with 121 total yards in this game, led by Sione Finau's 89 yards. Lopini Katoa, he found it a little tougher, 12 carries, 37 yards, an average of 3.1 yards. But I thought that both backs, in critical downs and distances, picked up good yardage. They did. I was impressed with the backs, and and, uh, and I was really impressed with what we did up front, the O-line. I mean, that's been something that has not been um, – 
has been obviously probably the most I mean if you really look at the team and what what we expected from the team BYU's offensive line this season this so far this season probably is the biggest disappointment yeah it has been I mean, yeah. I mean probably, what they were propped up to what, be exactly yeah. what, what we expected mm-hmm. them to be um, so uh, it was nice to see them get back and, and, and do some good blocking they protected Romney well and, and they created uh, some some big time creases when they needed to which uh, gave uh, Finau the opportunity to rush for almost 100 yards and I'll give credit to this offensive of line. There was four regular rotation guys out in this game. Blake Freeland, a true freshman, getting his first career start. Clark Barrington, who I thought might have been the offensive lineman of the game in my mind, he moves from right guard to left guard in this game. I thought he was an absolute mauler in the run game. He was absolutely dominant. And that's only his second career start in the BYU uniform. Yeah. Credit to the BYU offensive line. Credit to Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos, the guys working with the offensive line there. I can tell you guys this much. <coughs> Jeff Grimes is a much-respected offensive line coach. He worked more closely with the offensive line this week than he has at ever, any point in his BYU tenure, and I think it showed. Yeah, it, I, I mean, we've got to give a lot of credit to the entire coaching staff. Yes. They worked together to put together a plan to beat a top-notch team. Mm-hmm. Jeff got more involved with the O-line. I know that the other coaches got more involved with the play calling and the scheming. Yeah. I mean, obviously Kalani was made majorly involved with the defensive play calling and, and, and how the defense was going to play. And the kids responded, and they, they're walking away with a big-time win. Call in, BYU fans, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-9663. Let's get, about, get back out to the phone lines. Dave has a question for Will. Dave, how are you? Will. Hey, Dave. This how are is, you, uh, the guy that you, this is This is Dave, who you, you thought was dead that one time. And I'm, oh, oh you call, say I always complain about uh, the team. I was calling oh, yeah. in to have, actually say something good about the, the DBs. Oh, and oh, I kind of wanted Dave, to see what, what you thought was the difference. They were playing tight. They weren't playing bail technique on every dang play. And Gawoliku... He's got a future. He's got a future as a safety that I didn't think. I don't think that he had as a as a, as a corner. And I, I want to get your take on that. Yeah, well, I think that you saw a different scheme. We still bailed out of there uh, quite a bit, but not as much as you have been, <laughs> that you had been obviously very uh, vocal with me on uh, with your disappointment. Um, I think they played a lot more man, a lot a lot more of what Kalani is naturally what he naturally does at de- uh, with his defenses. So we played a lot of man coverage tonight, and I think that they're building confidence in the guys that they played with because even you know that we we got beat on a few touchdown passes, but the touchdown pass that um, Shimon got beat on, he's all over the guy. Those type of things happen. Um, and then uh, we got beat in the corner on a fade route, and I think it was pretty good coverage there as well. It was decent. Bo Tanner had just come in, and, and he was, might have been a little bit cold, and he's not our best cover guy anyway, so I agree with you. I was really impressed with the way that the corners played. Dion in the box, Dion at safety. Whenever you can put your best player, your best defensive player in the middle of the field, or, or mm-hmm. he can shut down one side of the field, Correct. truly, and, and be you know more seeing a lot more, seeing so he can be involved with the run game, stopping the run. That was huge, and I'll tell you that 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 was a big time move for them. And I know for a fact that's all Kalani Sataki making that decision to say, you know what, we've got to stop the run. We've got to put our best player in a position where he can impact the game the most. And uh, obviously, uh, putting him at safety gave him that opportunity. Adrenaline pumping. I got some going over air here. Uh, Brian, you take that out of our ear. But I think you're right in that regard, Will. You look at. Yep. Um, you guys ready? Oh, uh, anyways, uh, we'll get. Uh, it sounds like that's Kalani Satake's sound. We'll get to that here in just a moment. But uh, will to your point, BYU's 
BYU sacrificed, I think, some talent at the cornerback. Like, sacrificed some steady play at the cornerback position, like you said, moving Diane to safety. But it paid off tonight because he was able to come downhill in the run game, and it really did help BYU stand up. Because Boise State added, tacked on a bunch of rushing yardage late in this game. They BYU, for the most part, bottled them up. They really did. And, and, and Diane being in safety makes all the sense in the world. I mean, he really is the best defensive player that we have right now. And you, if you have him at corner and he's playing man, you, he's basically out of the game. Exactly. Right? He's covering someone, which is fine. A receiver can run but, him but, down but the But field, you just yeah. run him down, run it to his side. Yeah. He, he's completely out of the game. Him at safety, he's able to see everything. He's able to see the run. He's mm-hmm. able to see the pass. He can impact the game so much more. Um, really good insight there, brother. I appreciate the call. Yeah, absolutely. Eight Five five three four zero nine six six three. If you want to weigh in, sounds like we got some BYU sound. Brian will let us know when it's ready to go. Here we had to Kalani Sataki. Go ahead, Will. Oh no, no. I, I, okay. I, do we have another caller ready? I, I thought we did. Yeah, but, he, it sounds like uh, Dustin had called in. Looks like he's hung up. So okay. lines are open. Eight five five three four zero nine six six three. Let's flip over and talk about the BYU defense for a minute here, Will. The interesting part, looking at this, Diane Gonwolu who finished his second on the team tonight with six total tackles. Of course, he has that sack on that safety blitz he had. He, you're, you're right. His ability to yeah, really monitor the play and step up in the run game, they brought him up into the box. A lot of this game, it felt like he was no more than five yards off the ball. <laughs> yeah, he was – I mean, he was he was definitely big time tonight, and it, it, and it made a difference too. And he had a little bit of a, that swag that I wanted to see from to, – to kind of turn that defense up. Saw him celebrating yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Celebrating, talking a little bit, uh-huh. staring people down a little bit. Set the tone. I want to see – I want to be entertained. And Dion was able to entertain me tonight with his physical play, with his fast play. He played smart, and he really did set the tone for that defense, and, and the defense, I mean, came up big tonight, and, and once again, we, t- we I know we don't like the drop eight, but the drop eight caused two interceptions tonight as well. Threw it straight to the backers. Well, that's the thing. I, as I tweet out in the game, BYU has had a lot of success with linebackers stepping into lanes underneath. Quarterbacks lose them. They're yeah. looking down the field, and they don't expect those linebackers, and they just step in and take it. Yeah. It's been a it's been a weapon for BYU. I'd just like to see them if they're gonna use that rush three drop eight, use it more uh, situationally. Does that okay. make sense? I hear exactly what you're saying. Because in the fourth quarter, they almost went exclusively three man rush drop eight, and guess what? Boise State motored right down the field for a touchdown. I'm with you. Mix it up a little bit more, but overall, I thought the defensive game plan much better than in the past two games in particular. All right, let's get to some sound here. Uh, Kalani Satake, BYU head coach. After the game, we just got this sound. Austin Facer on site down there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Thank him for getting it to us quickly here. So let's get to it. Kalani Satake, post-game comments shortly after BYU beats Boise State 28-25. to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, you guys ready? So, uh, great game. Uh, glad we got this win, and just really extremely proud of our players. Uh, our assistant coaches worked their tails off for this win, and so uh, glad we were able to put it together and have a great game plan. Had some new guys get get uh, opportunities to play. Um, had a true freshman start right tackle for us, and was really pleased with the way he played the game against a physical defense and. Um, just really happy with the guys that stepped up and made plays. Um, you know, we we always talked about our depth and and getting opportunities to play and, and making sure that they're ready. And I was really proud of them today. So, uh, yeah, just uh, I'll take any questions that you have. I, I think uh, Boise State's a great team. Uh, Coach Harson does an amazing job getting that team ready. You know, and 
Um, I think that uh, just a lot of things worked out in our favor, and, and uh, I was proud of the way we played all three phases, and, and uh, feel really happy about the win. Kalani, you said that uh, everyone was you were going to reevaluate everything going into this week. What were mm -hmm. some of the changes that you made? Because the team did came come out fired up and, and played better. I didn't do anything. I mean, uh, too crazy. I think this is this is uh, the players worked extremely hard for this win, and I. I if, Anything I leaned on them even more heavily, and then our assistant coaches had a great game plan. I thought uh, everything was executed well, you know, and, and I like the aggressive nature of our team. So uh, that 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 was a part that I liked, and I thought it all came together. I felt like we had to do some things differently to win this game, and and we were able to do it just enough, you know. I, I thought we kind of hung on at the end there rather than uh, really just get, get it to you know just own the win, but um, that that's hard to do when you're going against a great team. And so I, you know, I'm just glad we got the win. But the players are the key, and, and our assistant coaches, they're, they're the key in this whole thing. Looking well, back at the third quarter, on fourth down and uh, not punt and go for it there at the very end. Got to trust the players. Just uh, you know, I think I think in your mind you think that maybe you should punt it, but. Um, I don't know. Just had a good feeling, and the players. I I, I like the, the the look that they gave me on the sideline, and thought if we can win the game, let's go do it. I mean, we're what a couple inches away, and so um, you know, I'm just I, I trust Austin Confensus, who's a senior, and that O line, and the guys that are up front, and they really wanted this, and so I thought we practiced that scrum personnel quite a bit, you know, and and um, we we were collaborating about the calls and which what what we should do there, and. Uh, even talked about punting, and just that one just felt right. So, looking back at the third quarter, you you guys had 196 total yards on 21 points on 11 plays. What what really was key to executing so well and so efficiently during that 15 minutes? Well, I think the um, coaches trusted Baylor making some plays and. And I thought uh, they executed really well, but it was you know it was, it was everyone. It, we saw some really good run runs from Lopini from the O line that are blocking the entire time. They never get credit, but Lopini uh, found some holes where they were able to get some runs in, and so did Sionifi now. And so uh, I just liked the way our, our, our game went, and I liked the way it be executed. And that's yeah, we had a lot of new faces in, on the field, and, that, and it was really nice that we were able to execute so well. Coach, speak to that right right tackle, third string, left guard, third string, uh, fourth or fifth string running back, and then third string running back. How do you beat the number 14 team with, with all these third and fourth stringers? Those guys believe in them, you know, and and uh, it's been a rough couple weeks before this game. And so, uh, you know, we had to take our licks a little bit, but we had to keep trusting them. And, and there, there were... Uh, there's some mistakes that were made, obviously, in, in the previous games, and, and you just can't get them back other than learn. And these guys are a resilient group, you know, and so whenever their backs are against the wall, they respond the right way, and and uh, we're going to have that approach every week. And so we, we're going to work really hard next week and find a way to get better and, and get a lot of those guys that you, you mentioned. Um, opportunities, I mean, you, you, you know, Kavika Fonuo got hurt as well, so we had to play with Tyler Algier and who was a running back earlier this year, you know, and, and um, Jackson Kafusi. And we had to use a lot of guys in depth. We were with some young freshman corners that found a way to make plays. And um, I'm just really extremely proud of all the players. Those guys did a great job getting themselves ready and, 
and a lot of them grew up big time this week, and, and what a great way to grow, uh, grow up and, and get a win over a ranked team. Credit. Clint, are you able to share who took charge of the play calling on both sides of the ball? Uh, play calling is a collaborative effort from everybody. We, we, we work together on defense and offense, and so going into the game, we kind of have an idea of what we want to get done, and so that's, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I thought, it was, I thought there were some great play calls on, on, on both sides and even special teams. You mentioned earlier this week that you were in a tight spot, you and your team. Uh, do you feel like you're out of that tight spot after this big win? Nope, I like the tight spot. We're just going to keep um, manufacturing tight spots. I, I like that. I think we respond better that way. So um, we're going to, I mean, we're going to have fun. We're going to go to church tomorrow, right? And then um, get to work on Monday, you know? And so I. Uh, I don't think, I, I mean, I, I'm comfortable saying it in public that these guys need to play a little bit of chip on their shoulder the entire time. That's kind of what BYU is all about. And in this independent schedule, that's what we have to do in, in the, the fact that we are independent and we're going to have to be ready. And we're, and, you know, we're going to play some tough teams and ranked teams and we're going to have to tech, uh, check into our depth quite a bit. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're going to focus on. We've been doing it, but the emphasis has been even stronger now. What was the reasoning behind moving some of the coaches from the booth down the field like Jeff Grimes? I think his presence is really strong, especially with the old lineup uh, on the field. Hard to do it on a telephone and everything like that. And it was Coach Grimes' idea to be on the field, and, and I, I agreed with it. And, and, you know, you saw the uh, the results of it. So uh, I think all the coaches did an amazing job. Our graduate assistants did a great job getting these guys ready. And everyone did a great job in all their roles. And, all I did was the head coaches cheer and have the best seat in the house. Try not to get a penalty or anything like that for celebrating. It was pretty cool to see Diane Gonwoluku roaming around and making plays in the backfield. Um, what did he do specifically? In what position was he playing? He was playing safety tonight, and I think um, you know we put him at corner because we we were down Chris Wilcox and down Troy Warner. Um, then when we lost Zane, we moved Zane to safety. Then we lost Zane, and then we felt like. Um, he made a lot of plays for us at corner. He was really quiet at corner because no one really went after him. But his his effectiveness is really where he can kind of roam the field a little bit more, and that's a safety position. So uh, we'll keep him there. I think he's game for whatever, and he, he wants to run the ball all the time too and be a kick returner and punt returner. He's on punt coverage and kickoff coverage. So the guy, I don't think anyone plays more football plays than he does, and, and he's a special player, and, and I think it's important for us to put him in a position to make a lot of plays. And, and other players as well. Obviously, you'll get more in-depth when you review the film, but your initial assessments of the run defense tonight? I mean, they got a lot of they got a lot of yards still, so I'm, I'm upset about that. But, I mean, I, mean I, I think the more important part is that they're, they're, they're long yards. You know, they had a 16-yard, a 14-yard, 9-4 and four for their, their, the long yards for the four rushers that they had. And, and that's, that's pretty good for what they've done throughout the year, you know. And, um, I think I think there are times that we were really aggressive. We made a lot of mistakes. Don't get me wrong on defense. We were we were aggressive. We pressured quite a bit, but we made a lot of mistakes. And then we just kind of hung ourselves out there a little bit, you know, and, and trusted put our cor- our corners on the islands and played a lot of man coverage. And um, those like I said, those freshmen really grew up. Those young kids and, and looking at Isaiah Heron and D'Lo and all those guys really got better. You know, Shaman Willis did some great things tonight too. So uh, Bo Tanner, those guys did some really good things at corner. We moved Bo from safety to corner. And just thankful that we have guys that can kind of play both both positions. And I think Austin Lee did a great job being a captain for us at safety. You know, I, I wish he would have came down with that pick, um, but we'll work on that on Monday. How would you assess Baylor's Romney's first start and how he played? I thought he was great. I mean, you guys saw the composure that he had in the pocket and making guys to miss and having his eyes downfield. That's something that's special. And, and 
I give a lot of credit to, to Coach Grimes and Aaron Roderick getting him in a situation where he can be comfortable and and uh, and using his strengths, you know. But uh, you also have to give a lot of credit to him being prepared. And this guy, as he comes to work every day with the same mentality, and uh, he was doing the same when he we knew he was going to start this week. That's the same way that he came to practice every day, came to the facility every day, watched a lot of film, prepared well. That's the culture that we have right now of our guys really teaching each other and working together and, and getting better. And I thought Zach did an amazing job with him and working with him. And I thought A-Rod did a great job with him. Jaron did a great job, you know. And we were hoping that Jaron would be able to, to clear, but he didn't clear. And, and uh, we just knew that Baylor was going to be ready. And Joe Critchell was going to be ready when if his number had to be called as well. When do you expect Jaron to be cleared? What's that? When do you expect Jaron to be cleared? I don't know. I was just, uh, you know, we're, it's kind of a day-to-day thing, so that's that's good news, you know. But we have a bye week, so uh, we'll see how it goes. But um, I think uh, competition is really good for us, and, and we'll see which which one's going to be the best at, at a lot of positions. We're going to get some linemen back, hopefully. You know, we were down um, Tristan Hodge and and, and um, Kiefer Longson, Keanu Saliapanga, and then also lost Thomas Show for the year, so that that was really tough for us. But. Um, I thought Blake Freeland and um, Clark Barrington did a great job stepping up, and Jandon Herring's done a good job filling in for Kiefer. Your team wins the turnover ratio. How important are those momentum shifts for you guys? I thought that was good, but we won the turnover uh, margin the last couple weeks too. You know, the last two, the two games before this, and and I think it was just different because it came at the right time, and uh, we were able to build some momentum. But um, I don't know. I just I, there's a different feeling from this game and the the the, the um, aggressiveness that our defense had. You know, we 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 had two turnovers, but there were really opp- a lot of opportunities. We had our hands on the ball quite a bit. And so if, if I'm being picky and I'm going to watch the film and be kind of a jerk about it, we should have had three more, you know. So um, we got to get those. And, and a couple were dropped, and that can't happen. And I think they cost us some points. But defensively, the guys did a great job uh, keeping a, an explosive offense under wraps and scoring 25 points. That, that was an amazing job by the coaches and a great job by the players. Come on, rivals, the stated goal you have in your program, does this win feel a little bit different, you know, knowing that this is only your second win against one of these rivals? Yeah, and, and you know we, we play it week to week, but we're going to move on and get to the next rival. We play Utah State, so we're going to have a, a week off. But a uh, week off means that we're just week off on Saturday. But we're going to work hard this week and and be ready for you for the Aggies when we go up to Logan. Colin, you've uh, now won, you've beat two ranked teams at home for the first time, and how much fun is it to have those to, memories to savor with the fans on the field, students on the field that came out on you know kind of a rotten weather night tonight, and were there to enjoy this, and you were able to enjoy it with them. Just happy for the fans. I mean, we love our fans, and, and, and the players will tell you that they play so much harder for the fans, you know. And, and we get to see them on the road and at home. It's a, it's a beautiful sight. And uh, I like that they stormed the field. That was fun, too, you know. But I, I think, um, you know, for us, every team's going to be ranked. That's the mindset we have to have that, that every team we're going against is going to be a great team and chip on our shoulder and our back is against the wall. We play better and respond better in that, in that, in that, in that situation. So that's what we're going to try to get done. All right, thanks, Coach. Hey, guys, thank you. Oh, there you go, Kalani Sitake, BYU head coach after the game. And cool to hear him talk about how his players, like the the, the difference this game had. It had a different feel, and that was good to hear from him. You heard him say right there he's happy for the fans, obviously, with that win. And I think this is a big-time victory for BYU, no doubt about it, Will. All right, let's get out to a phone call here. A good friend, a guy who's a regular contributor on The Zone, Catholic Matt on the phone lines, 855-340-9663. Catholic Matt, what's up? 
What's up? <laughs> what a great win, man. Great win. I'm happy for Kalani. I'm happy for the boys. I'm happy for BYU, BYU's football program. And above all, I'm happy for the fans. That was just an awesome win to hold on to. I just want to call in and talk about Baylor Romney. Um, yeah. That dude is as cool as a cucumber you're going to find. I'm not kidding you. I was watching him on the post-game uh, interviews, and that kid just seems really calm and collected. Not too high, not too low. And it just seems to me um, he's got such a great uh, form when he's dropping back to pass. He doesn't stare down the receivers. Seems like he's going through his progressions. He's got a good, a really good release, quick release, and and is freaking accurate too. Um, and one of the cool things that they talked about was when uh, the running back came in, Fioni, and uh, both of them were in the were in the huddle. And Baylor turns to him, and says, "Hey, look, man, just like last year when we were in scout scout team practice." I mean that that's that's the kind of thing that 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 kind of a quarterback with that kind of coolness, that kind of aurora, uh, just just that just that presence, just that that it factor, man. I mean, he. Yeah. I'm telling you, this kid, you know, he's got a long ways to go. I get it, blah blah blah. But you know what? <laughs> In that South Florida game, he didn't look too bad. And in this game, obviously, he looked really good. No turnovers, two touchdown passes. His uh, quarterback rating was like 154. I mean, come on, Correct. man. Yeah. Against a good Boise State team, all right, you know, whatever. They're a, good, they're, they're a freaking good team. So, so I, my props to that Baylor kid, because that's, that stuff to me is not coached. You either have that or you don't. And that's what BYU needs is those types of players if they want to be competitive week in and week out when they're recruiting. Those are the type of players that they need to go out and find. And you know what? Kudos to them. Kudos to Baylor. Kudos to the defense. You know, at the end there, I think they could have done it a little bit better. But you know what? A good team win. Get a bye. Get some of these old linemen back healthy. You know, that'll be nice because a lot of old linemen were held out. Get some healthy players back and go into that Utah State State game. And you know what? They might have a fighter's chance against those guys up there in Logan. You just never know. Or is it in Ogden, wherever it's at? <laughs> anyway, the point, the point is, the point is, is that you know what? Utah State plays Air Force this weekend. Hey, look, Air Force is no joke, man. And and you know you just hope Hawaii Utah just State doesn't yep. get hurt. Yeah, I mean, you just don't, you know, you just don't, you know, they come in, you know, injury free and they're fully loaded and BYU's fully loaded. Anyway, just a good win. I'm happy. I'm not going to be down on the team. I'm not going to say anyone needs to get fired or go crazy right now. (laughs) That you got to give respect where it's at. Uh, The one thing I think though is that BYU, I will say this. They're they're an emotional roller coaster, and they need to they need to have that even kill. They the whole team just needs to they just you can't get too emotional when you're playing football. You got to play with passion. There's a difference between passion and emotion. And if you play with passion, you, nine out of ten times you're gonna be you're gonna be successful. But if you play too high of emotion or too low of emotion, that's what can win or lose games. 
But anyway, I'm happy for the team. Thanks, guys, for staying up. Appreciate it. Thanks, Catholic Matt. Great phone call. And I think he's right. This has been a very up-and-down season for BYU. A lot of ups and downs this year, obviously. We, we all could recap it. But I think the biggest thing from Catholic Matt right there, just a good win. A good, solid win for BYU. They can feel good about themselves. Now they have a bye week to get healthy, like he said, going into this rivalry game up in Ogden or Logan, pending where you think Utah State is located. That was a funny <laughs> that was, dig. That, that, was really, that was really beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a funny the dig. The disrespect. Well yeah, the disrespect. <laughs> but big opportunity because he's right. Air Force is kind of the wrong, bad, the wrong team that Utah State wants to face going in the next week to a rivalry game against BYU, who is going to be on a bye going into that game. Because you and I both know, well, you played against Air Force. That's a team that will beat you up. Oh, man, it's one of the worst teams ever to play against. I just hated playing them. It's it's a grind. Yeah, it is a real grind, and 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 they love the grind. <laughs> well, they embrace it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, they really do. And they're very, 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 very disciplined ball club. It's a good. I mean, it's a, the greatest young men in the country. Yes. I mean, we have great kids at our school, but the commitment that to Air Force is is on a different level. They, and, I mean, not just the reality. Exactly. All right, Will. Let's get a couple final thoughts from you before we go, and we'll wrap things up here. So, just give us some uh, a few of your key takeaways you may not have hit on tonight. Well, biggest thing is I think that BYU found their identity tonight. Um, I think they had. A, I think they were very creative defensively. I feel like you they played guys at the right position mm-hmm. at the right time. Um, I can't say enough about what Coach Guilford has done with his secondary. I think he's done a good job with the corners. They've played really well. Haven't really been tested much and got tested tonight. But I was just I was happy to see the aggressive play. Um, I, you know, obviously I was very impressed with Shimon Willis. I've mm-hmm. been a big yeah. fan of Shimon. Um, um, you said to me earlier that that Shimon Willis might be the best guy they have at corner. I mean, and, and I agree. I think he's very, very good. Um, but I was impressed with all all of the guys. So my my final thought is go BYU. Um, you know go back to the drawing board uh, and that's great to go back to the drawing board after a win yeah. and identify things that we could have done better and then let's just get on that Utah State film and start preparing for the next two weeks to have a great game plan to stop them up in, up in Logan or Ogden wherever it is and uh, <laughs> and uh, get a W. Yeah, I, I, I would echo your thoughts there. You have two weeks now to get ready for a rivalry game. And let's put it this way. If you if you turn around this season against with two wins over Boise State and then you go up to Logan and beat Utah State up there, well, all of a sudden you're 4-4 four and four, and all of a sudden in I think a lot of people's minds at that point, seven, eight wins is back on the table. Without a doubt. And and and, and, and a contract extension is, should be on the table. Well, that's probably, yeah. If, if you get to eight wins against what BYU has faced in terms of a schedule this year, yeah, I would very much think that, guess what, there's a contract extension sitting on class. Yeah. And they need to figure that out table. pretty quickly, too, because before recruiting. I well, mean, yeah, because the, the early signing day comes up in December here. So there you go. Uh, all right, Will, we will be back two weeks from now, of course. BYU faces off against you. Utah State. And the nice part about this is the zone will have full play-by-play of that game with Scott Gerard and Kevin White on the call, of course. We'll have both uh, both sides of our staff. We have our Cougar po- pre-game and post-game staff. We'll also have the Utah State th- side of things covered for you. But we're going to wrap things up tonight. Thanks to all of you who have tuned in to both the pre-game and the post-game show. It's been a blast to broadcast with you, Will, tonight. Thanks to Brian Brown back in the studios, making us sound good, getting this audio. Also credit to Austin Facer for getting us that audio audio as well. We will catch you guys Monday, bright and early, 6 a.m. 
to 10 a.m. with DJ and Peaky, and of course, live shows throughout the day on the Zone Sports Network, recapping this win, Utah's win, as well as Utah State's win. The state, the in-state teams swept today. That's the good news. Yes, good, really good day. That is the good news. All right, we're signing off. Thanks again for joining us. This has been the Cougar Post Game Show right here on the Zone Sports Network. Have a good night. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. You know Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been in an accident. However, one thing we can't do for you is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Cooking for a rivalry week game day crowd? Arm yourself with the best defense for hunger, a Traeger grill. Traegers can tackle everything from grilled sliders to smoked wings and even desserts thanks to their 6-in-1 versatility. Grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue everything to wood-fired perfection. Traeger grills make cooking for your game day crew as easy as using an oven, so that means you can actually watch the game and not your grill. Visit TraegerGrills.com forward slash pie to shop online or find a local dealer today. Athletes, if you want to train better, you must recover faster. Restore speeds your recovery using cutting-edge treatments such as IV drips, cryotherapy, and hyperbaric oxygen. At Restore, you get the same attention as athletes, celebs, and biohackers, and you can even pay with your HSA card. Your first session is half price. Restore.com or call 385-255-CRYO. That's 385-255-CRYO. Restore. Do more. Constant turnover, support issues. Is that what you think of when you talk business-to-business telecommunications? Then you're working with the wrong people. One business-to-business provider is still strong and independent. Syringa Networks, MPLS, Ethernet, Internet, SD-WAN, Colocation, Disaster Recovery, Voice Services, and a local support team with over 1,000 miles of their own buried fiber optics in Utah. This network is built to support your business telecom needs. Yes. Learn more at syringanetworks.net, syringanetworks.net. So we got a new advertiser I got to tell you about, and you may find this funny, but it's true. I want to talk to you about bed sheets. Let me tell you about these sheets, man. They are the best. They're the most comfortable. Normally, I wouldn't even be concerned about that. But now that I've got the ones from Brooklyn and I've been able to experience that and compare the ones that I had before, they just don't work compared to the ones with Brooklyn. And they will really give you a better night's sleep. You'll just feel better about them. Here's what you need to do. Brooklinen.com is giving given you an exclusive offer. You can get 10% off and free shipping when you use my promo code DJ at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use the promo code DJ at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Brooklinen.com. Promo code DJ. Brooklinen, the best sheets ever. The world's easiest way to pizza just got easier. The Little Caesars mobile app lets you customize your hot and ready order and use our new pizza portal pickup. Or pick it up at our drive-thru. Download the Little Caesars app today. Pizza, pizza.